Hallmark Channel is serving up the perfect holiday treat. The American Gingerbread Competition. I got in. Now, she'll need a little help. I have to win this contest if I'm going to start my cake business. To make her sweetest dreams come true. Hi, Nick. Kylie Watson. You two were inseparable back in high school. Lacey Chabert and Lee Coco. You just need to trust your talent. Things are going to change this Christmas. The sweetest Christmas. Part of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. The heart of Christmas. There are a lot of signs of the season, if you will, ways to know when it is actually Yule time. Uh, You know, you could talk about when Christmas decorations come up or when Black Friday sales, you know, start to get advertised or when Lacey Chabert decides to bake stuff. That's when we know it's Christmas, at least on the Hallmark Channel. Uh, it's Emily, back with another stocking stuffer, and as you can guess, obviously, it's another Hallmark one. It's another Lacey Chabert one. It's another Lacey Chabert bake stuff in her hometown one. Uh, the Sweetest Christmas from 2017. So this is one of, um, the freshly baked, if you will, uh, Christmas movies to come out of the Hallmark stable, and, um, it, it feels pretty typical, um, feels pretty simple. Let's uh, get into the plot. As you heard, uh, Lacey Chabert, who um, is contractually obligated to appear in at least one of these movies every year, uh, specifically where she plays a baker. If, if you guys remember last year, we did uh, Matchmaker Santa, which also starred Lacey Chabert as a baker who ends up I don't know, baking and winning a man and stuff. It's the same movie, I think. So it was really hard to keep this one straight. Uh, Thankfully, we have our list of things that help us keep a stocking stuffer straight and make sure that it's following the rules of a cozy cardigan Christmas movie. So let's get into the plot. Kylie, played by Chabert, uh, is a young baker who is kind of aimless right now. She, She was baking at a baking place. I don't think it was a bakery. I think it was more fancy than that. Um, She went to culinary school and still owes a lot of money on her tuition, apparently. So now she is currently living with her sister in a small town, the small town from which she is from. Uh, And she is working part-time at an office. It's a big real estate office, and it is run by her current boyfriend. Um, So the movie starts and her boyfriend is taking her out to dinner and she thinks it's a proposal, which is kind of weird because these two, um, and it's, you know, very important in the movie for this to be a thing, but like they have no romantic chemistry whatsoever and it really is uncomfortable to even imagine them holding hands because I don't think they touch for the entire movie. He is obviously not the real love interest. We'll get to that. Uh, So instead of proposing to her, he offers her a promotion, which is kind of weird for a lot of reasons. Um... She then kind of decides to break things off. Meanwhile, she has entered a big national baking competition that happens to be held in her hometown every year. And um, it's the kind of baking competition where I guess you bake a gingerbread house and it's a big thing and everybody comes and watches and doesn't really eat it because it's just there to look at, but it has to be edible. These I'm confused by these baking shows. I was watching a few for Halloween and they make these like really elaborate things and it has to be made out of food, but then they, the judges don't eat any of it. So I don't really understand how this works, but that's besides the point. Uh, Kylie has to bake something. What do you know? Her oven breaks. What's she going to do? 
it just so happens that she has reconnected with her high school boyfriend who happens to own a pizza restaurant which means he has an oven and a penis and by the end of the movie we can safely assume um there will be intercourse after marriage because it's hallmark uh so big baking competition new romance a whole lot of excitement happening in the world of this small town the movie uh, let me just give you a little background before we jump into what you really came here for which is the reasons uh that make it what it is uh 2017 directed by terry ingram now i had to do some research to find out who directed this movie because imdb doesn't know when you go on imdb for the sweetest christmas there's no director listed who knows why who knows how this works if like a movie is supposed to submit a list to imdb and they put it on there i don't really know how actually now i'm really curious how this works who is responsible for cataloging the cast and crew of a movie whoever it was dropped the ball on the sweetest christmas because i realize i can't find it here so i after i finished the movie i restarted it so that i could pause on the director's name now terry ingram has directed a lot of television movies and i mean a lot i uh, I think like five different Lifetime or Hallmark mysteries a year, at least. Um, most interestingly to me is something that I obviously need to find called My Boyfriend's Dogs. And it stars Erica Christensen. And if you go to IMDb and look at the cover, you're going to see why um, it needs to be covered. And Christine better be watching out because the next time it's my choice, I may end up picking that. But back to The Sweetest Christmas and uh, what we need to know about whether or not it, you know, fits our criteria. Plunging right in, the first thing we always need is our lead in need of a lesson. And now this is usually adjusted a bit when it's Lacey Chabert because although they have occasionally cast her in the role of like, you know, a power worked marketing executive, um, more often I see, I think like, even the Lifetime directors who don't get listed on IMDb um, understand that her range is a little bit limited. And um, Lacey Chabert is best when kind of cast as just like a sweet baker. So they fall back on that. So normally this is our lead in need of a lesson. In this case, like, I don't really know what the lesson is because um, things kind of fall in her lap. I guess the lesson is to keep trying and keep on auditioning for the baking competition seems to be the case i don't know uh, our setting um again another disappointing one i'm, I'm gonna you know kind of spoil some stuff this was not not the best one it didn't have quite enough quirk and such and so some of our criteria they don't feel get filled out with the same excitement that you want out of these movies because uh, this is the kind of case where it's a small town um but it's not that charming if you will because i don't know there's no like real landmarks there's no real neighborhood diner where everybody goes it's i guess it is set outside of atlanta they do say it's filmed in georgia um and it also exists in that weird netherworld where some people can be wearing heavy pea coats and scarves and hats but the woman next to them is wearing a sleeveless dress without stockings and everybody seems to be okay. So it's, it's, it, it does have that charm, if you will, if you consider that charming. Also, um, in this same movie where a character is in one scene wearing a sleeveless dress with no stockings, 
the next scene, there is snow on the ground, as if that snow has been like on the ground all all season. So, you know, we get our kind of typical um, mystical climate, if you will, which makes it way more interesting if you think of it that way than if you just think that they had poor continuity and decisions about where they were actually filming. Now, number three is our bland love interest, which is typically a man who does manual labor, might be a widowed dad. Um, In this case, we get, like, minor adjustments on that. We have a character named Nick. Of course, his name is Nick, because there's always a Nick in these movies. And Nick is the pizza restaurant owner who, um, like, him and Kylie were in love back in high school. And then his parents died. Of course, they died, because we need dead parents. Um, he had to, like, run the pizza restaurant himself. Kylie apparently realized it was too much to put on him to be in a relationship, so that's really why she broke his heart. But, of course, all everybody knows is that she broke his heart. Um, now, he does have a kid, so immediately you're like, oh, widow dad, jackpot, we, you know, nailed it. But no, it turns out he's divorced, which is weird. Like, it's weird for a Hallmark movie to mention that word. Um... It's also strange because we never see his wife and there's never really talk about like the kids spending Christmas with the mom. And so it's just strange. Um, A a minor twist on this one is that, and this tends to happen when you have an earnest female lead. Usually it is the man who needs to discover the spirit of Christmas again. And that's true because um, while Nick is like sort of the good guy because he works so hard because he's a single dad with a not dead wife who's just not there. Uh, he never decorates for Christmas. And this is, guys, it's Hallmark. So not decorating for Christmas is kind of the same thing as molesting little boys. Um, now, moving on to number four is our montage. And we do, we get a baking montage to, set to the tune of It's a Marshmallow World. So, again, no worries. Montage there. We're good. Moving on. Number five, dead parents. Obviously, I've already said, Nick's parents died. It was dramatic. Bam. Got it. Uh, Number six is our sassy sidekick. And uh, we get two. Actually, we get a lot. I'm I'm lying. We get, like, three. Um, As I mentioned, as is almost always the case in these movies, our lead does have a sister. And as is almost always the case, she has an older sister her older sister doesn't get to do much um and isn't overly sassy and is actually very attractive so i mean i I don't know if you're judging lacey chabert or the sister who would win um but i think the fact that she's older and married like you know kind of puts her in a different bracket there is also a chubby co-worker i think who kind of qualifies because she often doles out advice in this and most importantly um we do have a uh, Nick's like head chef Ralphie played by Jonathan Adams who guys is black so again it's always like a weird thing when you actually see black people in these movies um, and so he's really there to give a lot of advice to both Nick and Kylie now the next part that we're looking for is our evil woman character and we get like a weird i got really excited because i thought we were gonna get like kind of a crazy german julia child thing going but we don't quite uh it's established earlier in the movie that kylie's like hero is this german baker lady um who puts out books on her baking stuff and everything and then when they announce the finalists for the baking competition it's like a baker a baker Lacey Chabert, and this German superwoman. 
So it's like, why is this German superwoman coming to this tiny town to participate in the baking competition? Like, why does she insist on beating Lacey Chabert in her own on her own home turf when this woman has like shows on the food network and so on. And then there's another twist where like the people entering the contest can be sponsored by someone and you find out Kylie's ex-boyfriend and his company is sponsoring the German super cook, Martha Stewart lady. So you're like, Whoa, what's this? Ooh, drama, drama. And like, you're kind of excited because I, of all the villains you can have in a movie like this, I want it to be a, a like Germany's answer to Martha Stewart. It turns out, um, spoiler alert, guys, I'm really sorry to ruin it, but um, uh, Kylie's ex actually has like kind of brought her in so that she can build a big display, and um, the highlight of the gingerbread house is going to be an engagement ring so that Lacey Chabert gets proposed to, which, let's just step back and look at the politics of that. Um... The, the woman is competing in the contest. It's not like she's only there to do this, but like she's doing it and she's also helping out this guy. And imagine like the plan doesn't go through because Lacey Chabert figures it out or kind of stumbles upon it before the day of the competition. So thankfully she's able to see this proposal before he does it in front of, you know, the presumed millions of people who watch this baking competition. But just imagine like you're competing in this baking contest where you can win $25,000 and pay off your student loans and open up that bakery you've always dreamt of opening. And um, you're working really hard on your creation and you finish it and you're just like really tense about whether or not you win. And then instead, like your attention has to get diverted to your competition, like your main competition, who has made a um, sculpture that involves your ex-ish boyfriend proposing to you at this competition that you've worked really hard to get to. It's really weird. Um, and then uh, Nick sort of oversees that this is happening, uh, that the boyfriend is proposing to her and gets really mad at her for being proposed to. So then you find out Nick is just an asshole, so you don't really want them together. Uh, it's problematic to say the least, and also upsetting because we don't really have a good villain. In the end, the German woman competes, like, in the competition. So I guess she's still kind of evil because, you know, she is the enemy, uh, but she doesn't win, so blah, blah. Oh, in case you didn't know, in case you couldn't tell, guys, Lacey Chabert wins the baking competition, obviously. Number eight is slapstick. And as you can imagine, what with baking, we often have, like, flour on the face and you know, um, Lacey Chabert's nieces think baking is cool, but don't know how to do it. So they end up baking their toys and it's all wacky. And then this movie has a whole lot of snowball fighting. And I honestly do think it was filmed around Georgia, because why would you set your movie around Atlanta if you weren't filming there? Because what's exciting about that, I guess? Um, so I'm thinking they got the set designers got really excited that they had snow in Atlanta during the holidays or, you know, in June when they probably filmed this because global warming, who knows what the hell's going on with the weather. Point being, um, somebody said, hey, we have snow on the ground. Let's get a lot of B-roll of people having snowball fights and throwing snowballs at each other. It's like everybody's just throwing snowballs at each other throughout the movie, which I find kind of rude and I wouldn't teach my kid to do because kids are like ambushing people randomly with snowballs, which just seems like bad parenting. Moving on, number nine, our sage old person, um, I guess would primarily be Nick's um, chef, 
who's I said his name was something else before and now I'm saying his name is Matt but that doesn't sound right his name is something he's in the movie he gives advice it's very sage and he's probably the oldest person in the movie so therefore he's your sage old person uh number 10 is Santa Claus and fuck this movie because we don't have one and yeah it's disappointing on to the bonuses um public domain holiday songs oh my god there's so many of them and they all sound like really cheaply made um like pop versions sort of like almost as if it was like a I don't know like a kid that just graduated college and is like trying to hit it big so they start recording themselves and put it on YouTube hoping some agent finds them and instead um somebody at the at Hallmark said hey you know we don't have to pay if we use that because it's not copyrighted since this and this and this so we're just gonna use that in our movie and I'm pretty sure that's how they compiled most of the score product placement I didn't catch any um cloying child oh my god I hated this kid so much uh it's Nick's kid he's just constantly like he has to bake for his school project and he he just I get like there's a cute idea of um these movies where the parents are divorced or there's a widowed parent like the kid really wants his mom or dad to find love and so the kid's trying to set him up that's cute like that can be done well but this kid just like meets this woman and within like the same the first meeting of her is like hey you're a baker you can help me with my project and probably love my father and be my mother right it's it's unsettling i didn't like this kid i really didn't care for him i feel bad that Lacey chabert has to parent him now apparently until next year when she does a new movie where she plays a baker uh who has to raise somebody else's child uh ice skating no but we did have a lot of snowballing so i think that kind of cancels that out uh, Canadianisms, no, because as I said, I think this movie was filmed in Georgia. And um, last bonus, being a character named something Christmassy, well, yes, we have Nick. And, you know, you always have a Nick because there's a warm association your audience makes with Christmas. That is Sweetest Christmas 2017. I didn't really care for it. It The problem, aside from it being very bland, which I know, guys, I know, it's... It's like saying a Michael Bay movie was too loud or that a Neil LeBute movie was too hateful towards women. It's what these movies are. But the secret is that in when you do them, you got to add something there for the people that watch them ironically to enjoy. You know, sometimes it's that kooky factor. Sometimes it's the really awkward part or the totally out there hatred of working women. Um... The problem, I think, is that when you go the Lacey Chabert route, you end up with Lacey Chabert playing the sweet innocent, and then you need something to edge that out. You need, I don't know, either a really good sassy sidekick, uh, like we had Kathy and Jimmy in A Christmas Melody, or when you give her a good enemy, like Mariah Carey in A Christmas Melody, uh, or just something weird to balance it. In um, Christmas Matchmaker, Matchmaker Santa, whatever it was, first of all, you had like Santa Claus being real, and then you had Lynche and Florence Henderson just playing like her kooky lesbian aunts that was never acknowledged, but totally were. You need something, and this one is particularly bland. Um, it's not charming because, again, I found the character of Nick awful, and it red flags everywhere as far as this relationship goes. If Lacey Chabert was my friend or sister, I would have a lot of talking to her before 
she kind of pursued this relationship because I think there's weird things going on. And the kid was fucking awful. So it is not a recommend. Um, if you really need your Lacey Chabert as a, you know, sweet uh, baker fix, just wait like 300 days and I'm sure come October they'll start putting out next year's stash and one of them will have her playing a baker. Or go back and watch A Christmas Melody with Mariah Carey because seriously, guys, it is wacky uh unlike the sweetest christmas but hey they can't all be winners you know when when you make 35 original films every season uh, and you start filming them in february um you're going to have duds and this is just one of them so we'll move on and hope for the best next time merry christmas dear neighbor is the smith down the hill Henry and Linda and the kids Jane and Bill We hate to complain and to be such a pest But this holiday season we have one request We wish you'd bury the missus We wish you'd bury the missus We wish you'd bury the missus She's been dead since last year She's getting quite gamey with mold on her skin You killed her last Christmas, that's how long it has been It's time you bury the missus, it's time you bury the missus We wish you bury the missus, she's been dead a whole year We wish you'd come to your senses, we wish you'd come to your senses, we wish you'd come to your senses, get your life into gear. Forget what she did, and forgive the poor soul, just bury the hatchet and dig her a hole. We don't want to be Patinskis, we don't want to be Patinskis, we don't want to be Patinskis, but we must interfere. It's true when you killed her, you sure had just cause She was stuck in the chimney with old Santa Claus We wish you'd bury the missus, we wish you'd bury the missus We wish you'd bury the missus, it's been a long year She's hurting property values, she's hurting property values, she's hurting property values, they've gone way down this year. The last thing on Christmas that folks want to see are remains of your wife on your lawn Christmas tree. We wish you'd bury the missus, we beg you, bury the missus, for God's sakes, bury the missus! We can smell her down here. 